across it occasionally in life where people will say to you, if you do X, then God will do Y. To hang over from ancient religions as we sort of have an indication from in our scriptures that if you wanted got the gods to do something for you, you had to do something for them. You had to offer sacrifice or holocaust or whatever in order to get them to do something for you. It was a transaction. It required quid pro quo on both parties' parts in order for something to happen. That's the context in which we hear our scriptures today. Naaman, as we hear it in, in our first reading, is the leper who's been out, is an outcast, and Elijah has told him, go and bathe in the river seven times and all will be fine. And Elisha the prophet, so it's God saying this to Naaman, not Elisha. He, Naaman does exactly that and comes back and because he's been healed, he expects he has to give something to Elisha in order to balance the books. Of course, Elisha, as we hear, says, I don't need anything. God has done this for you. That's all you need to know. God has done this for you. Praise God. The same in our gospel. Ten men were, cle uh, were cleansed of their leprosy. Only one comes back. The other nine, it is assumed by scholars, are those who think they have to just go off and go to the priests and make the right holocausts and sacrifices in order to balance the books according to the law of Moses. They don't need to thank God, they think. All they have to do is do what's required by the law. It's that context that's the foreigner, the outsider, the Samaritan, who actually gets what it's all about. It's the Samaritan, the outsider, the one who is not bound by the law of Moses, who comes back praising God, falling on his feet and thanking Jesus for what has happened to him. All too often, we still hear people saying, I'm going to do X so God will do Y. That's not the way it works, and our scriptures make it fairly clear. God, being God, will give us those things we need, whether we ask for them or not. And when he does lavish them on us, there's no expectation on God's part for us to then do something to earn them. God gives them simply because God is God. If he didn't do it that way, I would argue God is not God. God being God loves us and will give us those things that we need simply because God loves us. Our response is not to balance the books. Our response is simply to recognize what has happened, that God has lavished these things on us and we are thankful. And so we come here week by week, not because we have to balance the books in order to get God to do something, but simply to recognize and celebrate that God already has done wonderful things for us and our attitude should be one of thanks and praise and worship. Nothing we do can add anything to God's greatness. Nothing we do will make God more God. But what it does is allow us to be thankful for what God has already done. And so, let's adopt that attitude. We come here week by week and we do it. We come in here and we thank God by our presence and our worship for what God has already done in the gift of Jesus Christ, that most precious of gifts.
God's own son in human form. And it's not just that we should, we should be thankful for. It's all those things that God, because he loves us, has lavished on us both communally and individually. We don't have to do anything to earn that. We can't do anything to earn that. But we can be thankful for what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do because God is God and God loves us.